Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello, Fightful Faithful. Welcome to another episode of Sour Graps. Uh, it's uh, the Tuesday show. Not just it... any episode of Sour Graps. Really? It's the special Alex's birthday edition of Sour Graps. Yeah. Happy uh-huh. birthday, big guy. Happy birthday to me. What better way to show that you're so excited about the birth of Alex? Yes. 44 years ago, but still. Then by getting in your super chats and getting in your Humper Chats at HumperChats.com. How else can you say happy birthday to Alex? Mm -hmm. What do you should ask? By leaving a thumbs up on this video, helping people find us in the algorithm. And of course, by subscribing to FightfulSelect.com. You can head over there. Build annually now if you're hot. If you're a sexy person, you get it in advance. That's how that works. Uh, <laughs> but we do have annual billing. You get two months uh-huh. basically free. Basically free. But so much happening at FightfulSelect.com, including contract news. There mm-hmm. was contextual news on the releases. We always put the names public, but there were some more details back there. Some conflicting reports on Serena Deeb. Sean has multiple mm-hmm. stories that he's heard for you back there. Mm-hmm. So much happening on Fightful Select and more. I don't know. Maybe there's a big Alex's birthday scoop. But here's a birthday scoop for you. I'm miserable. I had all these things planned. And then my day job made me cry like three times today. And I didn't get to do any of them. Oh, that's so sad. It's the worst. But then I was like, if there's anything I can count on, it's that NXT was going to be really bad on your birthday. Mm. Like It was not a good episode. And it's kind of been getting a little bit better. But Mm -hmm. today it was like, no, not for Alex's birthday. We're going to take a Mm -hmm. nosedive. So thanks to NXT for doing what I couldn't. And also... If you guys want, Mm -hmm. it's not going to be good. No. But I will, as a birthday gift to Alex, (laughs) Mm -hmm. attempt all of the impressions that you do either in tandem or in place of to give you some time off. They're going to be awful. Sure. Um, I will not attempt to array Mysterio. No. Probably a good idea. Yeah. No, that's just very insulting if you can't do that well. Um, Nope. So... Other than that, I will do my best Linders for you. I will mm-hmm. do my best Ludwigs for you. I will right. do what I can either alongside mm-hmm. Alex. We could do the Spider-Man meme or yep. or in place of. It'll be Alex's mm-hmm. call. Yeah. Tonight's um, puns 
do you have to ask their birthday puns? People? Birthday puns. Birthday puns. We had some, uh, bir- the pressure is very high today after you yeah. guys showed out last night. Holy crap. Yeah. Um, we 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 are we we were very blessed. Last night we we did the, the, the post raw show on the main on this channel and we decided to to infiltrate. You decided. I decided unilaterally I decided. I did not check with you about this or anybody else, but I decided anytime we're on the main, we're going to make Sean a little extra money because he hates it, but I know he likes money. It's true. And, uh, and so we decided to do, to do puns on, on Mondays. And in honor of Kate's new lifestyle choice, we decided vegetable puns. Also you again deciding. I decided vegetable puns in honor of Kate's lifestyle choice. Um, so in mm. honor of my lifestyle choice, uh, birthdays, cause I have decided as a lifestyle to, oh, tr- to turn, to turn 44. I have decided well, good as for a you. lifestyle choice. You should do it every week. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's going to get pricey. Uh, but, uh, you know, otherwise, cause all the, all the presents and stuff. Yeah. Um, they're, but they're buying them for you. What do you care? listen? Have you seen my, all of the unboxings? That's I buy I'm myself saying. presents. I buy myself. Presents. I know, but imagine everybody's buying you presents every week. That's true. Be great for That's you. True. Um, okay. So, uh, we actually, speaking of which, um, we, we had, um, uh, Mr. Johnny Darling says, HBD Alex didn't listen live last night, so here's some delayed veggie puns. Kale Kim. <laughs> Cellulose Lotharios. <laughs> Q Hudson. Q Hudson. Really and Egg Salad Burr. Wow, those are good. Those are Egg good on delayed ones. It's really good. We had some bangers last night. Yeah. Yeah, we. The, I mean, the best one. I mean, this might be a top five pun we've ever gotten across the board. Yeah, this is up there with Kabaska. Yeah, like green bean okraland. Not a wasted syllable in the bunch. Like, and now all I can think of is, let me tell you, green bean. That's all I can think about, mm-hmm. and it's so mm-hmm. good. Also, shallot flare, Zach Caper Jr., mm-hmm. uh, yum yum, Bigelow. Very yum yum good. yum yum yigolo. <laughs> we decided it was yigolo. The chat. Y- yum yum yigolo. Yeah. So you got to bring it. You got to bring it with your. Send us your birthdays, your cakes, yeah. your candles, puns. That's good. Um, Electric Mayhem says, "Happy B Day, Alex." They don't top Mean Green, but I wanted to add some veggie puns. Pick a pepper, avocado. Pretty Peter. Avalon. Pick a pepper avocado. Love and for the Brits, Albergine Edwards, who should ref the, the 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 Brian Danielson versus the the Zack Saber Junior match for a vegan trifecta. There you go. He has to do a yeah. pointy thing though. I realized that yeah. yesterday. Yeah, it's vegan techers that do pointy things in their entrances. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> um, uh, we got two pin the tails already. We got pin the tail on the honky tonk man. <laughs> And pin the tail on the Don Callis. Very good. Both very good. Yeah. From Lieutenant Photo, thank you for your service. And Orion Ben, also thank you for your service, I'm assuming. Um, So um, we we have some some chats just just saying happy birthday. Ricardo says, congrats to you attaining level 44, which I like. I like that as a gamer that that sounds a lot better than being 44 years old. 
Did you level up? Level up? I don't know. I, Just like I, half of the tournament? I, I think I feel like I leveled sideways this time. Um, <laughs> Kim Gray says, sixth grade homework hell is keeping me from the show. Oh. Popping on to say, HBD, Alex, I hope you have a, have had a fab day from the Mississippi SGS. Thank you so much, Kim. I, th- um, Kim, I think you're going to be in seventh grade in no time. <laughs> now, listen, it's a, it's a thing. Uh, we, our, ours is six is in first grade, and we know we're going to be getting into stuff soon. We got to help her with homework and stuff. Then it's, eventually it's going to get into the new math. And I'm going to have math? to learn how to do the new math. I feel like math is the one reliable thing that's not supposed to be. No, but they changed it now. Like two plus two is five now? No, but like as you get into like like long division and algebra and stuff, you got to like find the answer differently. But you got to do it their way, not your way. It's all no. things. I like the girl math stuff that's going around. What's, that makes me laugh. Math? What's, what's girl, girl math? Girl math is like, um, it's free because uh i paid for it in cash so it didn't affect like the numbers that's in my account or like yeah i bought that airfare nine months ago so it's free like it's (laughs) that's girl math yes no uh, yeah i i i i bought this gift card for myself and paid with the gift card and therefore it's free therefore it's free exactly yeah um paul elizabeth says hoping for a birthday that doesn't suck from me, Mrs. Elizabeth, Princess Kate, and the Prince of the SGS, JW Pringle. Thank you so much, Tall Paul. Thanks, Dad. Uh, Matthew Hook says, where are the Fightful hosts stopping by for Alex? They don't. Honestly, it's just not a, not I a thing. I don't think any of them are like, you know what we need to do? Make that yeah. show run longer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Twitter messages, though. Jeremy's yeah. was really sweet, especially. That, that, then they were too sweet. That's, that, that falls under the category of compliments. And I, you know how it (laughs) does make me feel. I get very. Oh, here you go. In addition to puns, if you want to send in chats. Oh, no. But, but like medium compliments. Like, Alex, you are all right. (laughs) That's good. Like, Alex, your neat is where we're topping out. Like, so that way we're complimenting Alex, but in a way that he feels comfortable. Like, you're you're just fine at this. Good. That's nice. (laughs) I like that a lot. Um. Okay, we have we have a couple of uh, good jukeboxes for later. Um, so remember last last week when I just got so mad because um, they uh, weren't going to finish the story that they obviously were telling with Nathan Frazier and Tyler Bate obviously meeting up. in the finals, um, so that they one of them could beat the other two friends fighting for the honor of being the one who gets to take the title from Noam Dar. And then whoever does that will then give the first title shot to the other friend who he beat in the finals of the tournament. It was laid out perfectly in a nice little package. And they, they, here here are all the story beats. Um, This I have found is Shawn Michaels fetish is, is just laying out all the story beats ahead of time in a very obvious fashion and then just not doing it. Um, also, he loves taking things that are that have um, a lot of possible endings where you don't know what's going to happen, and then booking a story uh, where everything is super obvious in front of you, 
and then just not doing that because swerve haha you thought it was going to be this well yeah because that was the story you were telling you weren't telling the story sean but it's a different now so it's a swerve so i outsmarted you so here's my issue with that when people say swerve that means you're veering from the road that you were on mm -hmm. he's not on a road completely different highway yeah. like Good. not even close yeah. it's not like i swerve when i drive no the this is like you are in a boat yeah in a different country like yeah, you're not true. even yeah no. it's true by the way this is exactly what i need you are adequate at this <laughs> thank you t lift mayhem honestly that's I i'm weird but saying that yeah. out loud kind of makes me feel the same way as i read something really really um Alex, you have a face. See? No, but I feel like I feel like I don't though. I feel like I don't. That's the Alex, thing. Is you it, as have soon as some, a face. As soon as somebody tells me that I feel like I must not, because I feel like everyone is lying to me all the time about about things of this nature. If you're just the idea, I don't know, it's bad. But you this have is my psychosis. No, but but I but I I must not though, because you have to be lying about it. That's the thing. That's that's that, this is my psychosis. Tom Valley says, Alex, your wig, wig and hat collection are admirable. See, now they're not. They're not admirable now because you've told me that. Now I know they're not. There's a difference between not being able to take a compliment and hard rejecting. <laughs> <laughs> in the opposite but direction. I, but but just because this is weird, but I'm recognizing how this makes me feel. In that, just reading the most comp like this thing that uh, yeah, it's just um yeah, I have a heel. Do I? I do. Well, no, it's honestly, it's working. It's, this is good. Thank you. You sound Paul. like you're on drug drugs or something. I do. Hmm. Um. So anyway. Uh, Butch defeated Joe Coffee because at least we got at least we got a Pete Dunn match. Something happened. Something good, something good. Yeah. That's good. Pete, Pete, Pete Dunn. I'm gonna keep calling him that. Versus Noam Dar at the play is gonna is gonna hump all kinds of things that are humped, and uh, it's it's gonna be great. You know, like that's wonderful. Um, uh, and 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 the match was was good a couple of uh near falls where i was like they're just gonna they're just gonna do joe coffee just because uh <laughs> and they didn't which is nice um yeah this is the um i'm 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 liking this if it's just like pete dunn comes back to win the tournament and then goes to the the paper to the play and loses to Noam Dar, and then is just back on the main roster tagging with Ridge Holland sometimes. That seems like a waste of a tournament to me, which is why it feels like it's got to be Pete Dunne. At least if he loses, he's back in NXT like most of the time. Or he wins the damn Heritage Cup. And once he's got it, he can revert back to being like Pete Dunne who shrugs and breaks your fingers. And then you can build Nathan Frazier or Tyler Bate to take it from him. And you can do the whole Noam Dar has lost his, his one true love and falls into a deep, dark depression. Uh, and only, only his meta three can help him, uh, you know, come back out of it. 
It like there's things you can do out of that. Another but. one. I would join tomorrow if I could. Right. For right. the fashion alone. Yeah. Well, they they were at the Kentucky Derby today. I don't know why, but they were at the Kentucky Derby. Why wouldn't they be at the Kentucky Derby? Well, because the Kentucky Derby is usually run in May and it's September. Sure, but like, if you're meta enough, time is I just suppose. a construct. I suppose this is true. Uh, I feel like Pete Dunn should win. And I feel like that's how we get back to him versus Tyler Bate. And I think that's how Nathan Fraser gets back here. I think Seamus is either injured or banged up. Like he's not working right yeah, now. Yeah, he's no, he's injured. He's 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 injured. So yeah, and no offense to Ridge Holland, but like we just don't need that tag team. Mm-hmm. Like it's not. Um, I'm not like oh sick. We need the two of them like competing for the tag titles. So yeah, like this is a way better use of Pete Dunn. Let him have a little bit of. Like a a proper NXT run with the Heritage Cup feels right. Like mm-hmm. little British Tecker with the Heritage Cup. Like nobody's held on to this thing because of the hot potato wing with Noam Dar's injury. Right. Um, so let him have some consistent reps with it while this is going on and let him have it for like two or three months. I feel like it could be a really fun way to go. It and it's good. a great mid-card force on the show. Yeah. Like it's probably my favorite thing that's on the show. So Yeah. Um so at least we got we got Pete Dunn. Um, that's good. Oh, hey, by the way, I don't know if you guys are if there are people here who only watch this particular uh, version of us on Tuesdays. Since then, uh, Mustafa Ali got re- released, and he was supposed to have the title match versus Dom on Saturday. And they were like, "Well, we still want to have uh, Dom uh, get booed in Bakersfield, so let's figure out another way to do that." And what they did was they announced there was going to be a, a triple threat. Between uh, Tyler Bate, Axiom, and Dragon Lee, who lost in Dominic's best match last night. Correct. On Raw. They had Dragon Lee dragged him to the best match that he had been in. And uh and that was that's that's good. But so it's they 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 booked a triple threat where any one of those three guys could have won that triple threat and become the new number one contender to lose to Dominic in Bakersfield. But it's it's true. Yeah. We'll put and a pin in that and come back to that later because, spoiler alert, that's not what happened. That is not what happened. But we do have some chats and we do have some guests that are on their way in. We have, we have what now? We have uh, Lord Kev saying, you know, just the usual stuff of Alex, you're the worst and I loathe you. Opposites day. Mm. Alex, I enjoy mm. how you try your best. That oh, is like nice. the perfect medium compliment. Uh, and Tim saying, Alex, mediocrity could never. That's but true. we also have, much like how NXT is riddled mm-hmm. with special guest referees. Yeah. We've got a guest coming in here to pay you oh, the highest of regards. Oh, my goodness. Hi. 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 Hi, Joe uh, Gacy. Hi. How are you? Thanks for joining the show. Well, yeah. thank you for having me. Uh, Alex, um, Yes. I just wanted to let you know that of all the people who uh, say things on the internet, yes, you... Are one of them. I I appreciate that. that yes, was, that was so beautiful. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Thanks, no, Joe happy, Gacy. Happy birthday to me. Thank you. Join the schism. Oh, yep. <laughs> Four. One. I'm gonna leave now. No. Bye. Two, Thank you, Joel. One, Thank you. Bye. I appreciate no. it. More <laughs> creepy vibes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Bye. Good. Yep. 
That was a, That's the very, nicest thing. We're, we're going to talk about that. this, but that was a very inauspicious loss for 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 Joel Pearl tonight. Like he <laughs> did not look good at all in defeat. And, no. Uh, yeah. Um, no, he did not. But he just had such beautiful words to say. I couldn't keep him off air. You know what that, I mean? That's that's true. That's true. My uh, God, like this that world Joel Furl's faction is dying. It's true. It, that 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 uh, there's no roots in that tree. There are, and I don't even have a blue tree. I had to read tonight. No, mm -mm. be such an easy segue. Yeah, be such a layup. Mm -hmm. Um. So, uh, yeah, uh, they 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 set up they set up something. Where it was going to be a triple threat to number one for a number one contender, uh, Dominic was interviewed. Like I don't know why did you show up to work today, dude? Like, like the the, I, the there's just so many things about well, just Dominic and all, but obviously Dominic, but just the whole conceit of main roster people showing up in NXT and getting title matches and winning them. But then taking those title belts, like they're 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 not giving up their raw job. No. They're on raw. They also are champions in NXT, but they don't show up in NXT every week. You know, they're not there every week. So if you don't have a match scheduled and you are of the belief that you won't even have to defend your title at no mercy, why did you come to Orlando, Dominic? Like I, I don't understand why he's there. But then they show him a, a, a tweet, a post from Shawn Michaels, say, you know, saying that there's going to be the triple threat. And he's he gets very upset about it. He does. And um, I don't know. I don't think Dominic has very many friends. So I think he like. I mean, he's, he's out here. He's he's got he's got co-workers. There's not his friends. I think he. Faction mates. I think he just sits around waiting to hang out with people. And he's like, oh, NXT guys will want to, like, use me for all my main roster clout. And so he's like Al Gore on South Park. It's like, he doesn't really have any friends. No. He's man bear pig. It would be awesome if he started saying to the rest of Judgment Day, I'm super serial about <laughs> everything. Guys, I'm super duper serial. <laughs> That is a joke for like you and me and seven people who, That's who okay. watch. I'm uh, always here to pop myself and yeah. never mm -hmm. more than on your birthday. Yeah. Um, because Alex, it is a yeah. day of the year. Yeah. It, it is it is a day of the year. It's the, it's or it's, a guy. It's, yep. Who it's is, Oscar's who it's Oscar's birthday and it's it's Buddy Matthew's birthday. Uh, and I believe it's Damien, and I believe it's Damien Priest's birthday as well. Like it oh is, gosh. it is, it is a day for wrestling. It is a day for wrestling. Mm -hmm. It's like you, the most important person. Yeah. Huge gap, right? Oscar, who's pretty good. Yep. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. One of the best women's wrestlers of all time. You know, that's good. Um, so Trick Williams has a match. What was happening Casey. in wrestling nine months ago? Honest to God, it's Ortiz's birthday too. <laughs> Parents were getting busy nine, and making wrestlers. Nine months. Well, I was I was born two weeks late, so I was too. Wow, look at that! I was I born, was supposed I was... to be a different astrological sign. I was born so late. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that me me too. Oh, maybe yeah. not. Yeah, I would have been an April Taurus though, and I am. I was 
I was supposed to be uh, a Virgo, but I'm a I'm a Libra. Oh my god! So that makes sense. Yeah. So I actually have both both houses in my chart. Oh my god! So yeah. Well, Virgo's um, never ruined my life, so don't. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best chat ever. Born. Yep. I was. You were. It was. It's it's no objections. It's it's not debatable. Um so um so uh yeah, we um we get trick versus Joe Gacy versus Joel Pearl. Joe <laughs> Joe get a triple threat. No, but <laughs> That would that that's Gacy Pearl how, next. That they could honestly they could do twin magic. Joe Pearl could, and Joe Gacy could run a twin magic gimmick way more than the really, Renegade twins. It's really good, honestly. Um, uh, but uh, so this was like built as something important. Now, obviously, I feel like there was they were going to do something more with this, and then they 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 did an audible on what they were going to do with the North American title storyline once they released. Well, yeah, Bali, uh, what nine days before his title match? Um, nine nine days before a, before a title match, they released him, um, and they were like, "Well, we got to call an audible and figure out what we're going to do with this whole title match picture." But before that, they were planning on doing something important with Joe Gacy trying to, I don't know, draw Trick Williams to join the schism or something. Um, but I, I, yeah, I, I'm just not really sure if, if, if it played out the way that Joe Gacy thought it was going to. Alex, there's a lot that you're not sure about right now. That's true. There is. But I'm sure hey. about one thing. Hi. Hey, Sean. Hey, How's it hey going? Alex. Hi, Sean. Uh, it's going good. I couldn't be arsed to go home to my studio. I'm no at a public gym right now. I just want to say yeah. um, you've got less than 2020 vision. Yeah, it is. That is true. <laughs> That's true. I I can't deny that. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! From, that's that's my boss, and he he just that was that was touching that he decided to take that time. Was... This is it's his day off. I know. He Adam, decided to he like was at the gym. Like that's he wow. was getting his pump on to tell you you have less than twenty twenty vision. That was whew. my goodness. anyway. Um. So, uh, um, he, <laughs> um, he just beats Joe Casey and like, I always overestimate these things. I always think it's like four or five minutes because I I don't recognize how long a minute is in an NXT match. So what was it? Forty-five seconds? I don't know. He beat Joe Gacy clean, really damn fast, and uh, I I felt kind of bad for Joe Gacy because they was they were doing a a segment like a, a whole story with him, and that's been off to the side. And it does not feel like you can have him be like, okay, we with two of our members like left slash we might have murdered them and buried them under our tree, but we're not really <laughs> sure. It's me and the Rock's daughter. And that's it. That's our entire fault. That's our entire faction. But we might be trying to draw Trick Williams. Maybe we would. He would like to wear one of our party city masks. Maybe he would like to wear a hoodie. Let's find out. Oh no, he beat me in forty-five seconds. I feel like at that point you just you're done. That's it. That's it for you. 
uh, he had like, didn't he have like three matches for the title versus Braun Breaker? And like now it's just nothing. He kidnapped a spider at one point, Alex. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, yes, this was very unceremonious, much like a lot of our jokes yesterday. It was right. a squash, it was quite it the was. veggie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know where you go from here. This poor guy, every time he gets started with something, someone gets released or wants to leave. Um, but maybe, like, Ava Rain still needs a lot of time, right? So maybe we go back to the drawing board on this. Um, I just feel bad because Joe Gacy, just because of real-life circumstances, just keeps yeah. getting, like, no momentum behind him. Mm -hmm. But this was very quick. I don't think Trick Williams would want to wear a Party City mask. He seems cool. <clears throat> yeah, and you're, you're like he you're, seems hip. Like what you're cooler. what you're what you're implying is that cool people don't wear Party City masks. Well, especially those ones. Yeah, um, I'm really I'm inclined bad. to agree with you. I mean, I I don't know if the evidence is there to back it up, but uh, it seems like a hypothesis I can agree with. Um, I mean, masks, yeah, hats though completely different situation i feel like all of his tweets are cryptic but i don't know if when you're talking about a shock the joe gacy's tweet was cryptic maybe maybe somebody could find that out what the actual text of that <laughs> is luis and then i could read that on the air so we can know what the this is juju says this show was rough to sit through besides the fatal four-way opening match in the last segment yeah welcome to uh our we are yeah. nxt um though his last recent tweet is just whelp which is one of my favorite <laughs> tweets to make about literally anything uh because it just is it's great god um, love him yeah no whelp whelp is a great way to whelp. say that whelp um uh jeremy thomas says i am one of those seven people who loved that reference the super serial reference so thanks for that Super. Alex, you are a year older, and that is the thing that happened. This is also true. That is true. I am a year older, and that is the thing that's happened. Um, they interviewed Trick Williams after squashing uh, Joe Gacy. Um, and he says, well, uh, that felt good. Got rid of Joe Gacy. Um, and Mello's going to go get his keep his goal. But you know what? I think it's time to get some gold of my own. And he walks out, and is before his boots hit the floor getting out of the ring i was like he's going to Shawn michaels he's going to get added to the, to the triple triple threat which is now a fatal four-way he's going to win that well at this point in the night i thought well that could be one of those crazy happy accidents thing where they're like listen trick is getting to a point where he's incredibly over with with the crowd he has improved a lot i will give him that um and they people love what they're seeing. Hey guys, have you ever wondered what happened to the legendary Chuck Norris? I saw a video he made and I was shocked. He is in his 80s, still kicking butt, working out, staying active. He looks like he's got more energy, can work out longer, even has plenty of that energy left over for his grandkids. And he did this by making one change. He said that he still feels like he's in his 50s. His wife even started doing this thing too. She's never felt better. She says she feels 10 years younger. Her body looks leaner, has energy all day. And Chuck's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step -step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their health. Staying active is important. Moving around keeps you feeling good. 
making sure that you take care of your gut health, your digestion, just overall is also very important. Right now, you can go to mymorningkick.com slash Fightful. Watch Chuck's video right now. That's mymorningkick.com slash Fightful. Check out what Chuck Norris has to say. What's got him feeling so good these days? He explains everything, and you won't believe how simple it is. Out of that guy? He's got the body that they love. Now he's put on a lot of weight. Like, he's tall. He's built. Maybe this is the dude that they're just going to call an audible and say, this is the guy in front of a big audience. Have him beat Dominic and 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 do something. At this point, I thought there was a 40% chance that he might beat Dominic on Saturday. There was a 1,000% chance at this point that he was winning the Fatal 4-Way. Correct. Um, uh, but but a 40% chance that he was going to beat Dominic? And they systematically destroyed all of those possible chances with one segment backstage later, and I just don't understand why you do storytelling that way. Why you remove, for anybody who can think one step ahead you're in your audience, you remove the possibility of multiple endings and just tell us this is the thing that's going to happen with your storytelling it's it, it's very frustrating to me uh the answer is because it's your birthday and this is sour mm. graphs and they just wanted to make sure you had something to be sour about mm-hmm. i actually thought it would have been very cool if it was like carmelo and trick were running things in different pictures mm-hmm. yeah or yeah. if literally anybody else obviously he was going to win this but like if literally anybody else in that triple threat beat Dominic, I just some yeah. once I would like somebody to beat Dominic. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, Brother Ray says, uh, wow. Last time I watched the next tree trick was horrible. Yes. This, this can have been true anytime up to, I don't know, two months ago. Like he was not great. Um, he's last couple of matches on TV. Uh, particularly the stuff he's been doing with Ilya Dragunov. But then again, that is Ilya Dragunov. So take that with a grain of salt. He didn't look bad at all tonight in the ring with those guys in the Fatal 4-Way. But again, those guys are all great. And then the singles match with Joe Gacy. He wrestled two times in one night. Looked good. Like he's going to get better and better. But he was not good for a very long time in the ring. He's gotten a lot better. Good for him. Yes, he put in a lot of work, clearly. Um I feel like we saw it get get incrementally better too. And a lot of it has just looked like a comfort thing, which comes yeah. from reps. Like a yeah. lot of these guys are super green and young at this. Um yeah. so I don't know if Trick was. I actually have no idea what his uh if he was on the indies or not beforehand, but it's a lot. It's a it's an overwhelming ecosystem to enter into. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, he's he's been great and <coughs> excuse me. The presentation has been great as well. Like they've made him feel like a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um. So, um, Baron Corbin defeated uh, Josh Briggs. Um, and I don't know what to say about that other than that's a thing that happened. Um, they were fighting because. Baron Corbin was like, everybody in the locker room around here is soft. And, and, and Josh Briggs said, I'm not soft. 
so they had a match about it and then baron corbin beat him baron corbin has a big arm sleeve that says burn on it and one of his the his legs of his tights says burn on it i was like does the other leg of his type say sites say burn they say the ships because it'd be really funny if his one leg said burn and there's i think he does the ships does it really? I, th I, th I think so. Yeah, I think. Um, well, then it, it says burn. Then it, then if you just read his entire body, it just says, it says burn, burn the ships. Burn, burn. The ships. Let them um, fucker burn. So, hey, you know what? Baron Corbin, more like burning Corbin. Ayo! Yeah, um, you know what was funny about this, too, was, I mean, Booker T doesn't know where he is, but, like, Vic Joseph also had no idea what to do with this, which was funny. He was like, these guys... Yep. Don't like each other because yep. they're fighting in a wrestling ring. Like, there's not really a story here. This yep. was obviously to set up what we got after with mm -hmm. Braun, uh, Braun Breaker, which yep. is going to be very good and has had some story built mm -hmm. in. Um, I don't think we needed like a your soft backstage segment. I think Baron Corbin could have just been like, I'm here, I got no one to fight tonight, send right. somebody out. Uh, but yeah. this, this was fine. This was this was fine. It yep. happened um, much, much like your, your compliments. It was mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It uh, happened. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Bill. Uh, uh, double vest. Yes. Also, uh, AKA single jerkin. Yeah. AKA uh, Josh. He was single jerkin tonight, but he AKA Josh Briggs. Tonight. His, uh, his, his government name is Josh Briggs, but nobody knows him as that. And yes, Ramo, there was no, as the horse girl turns. Uh, this episode no though she did look uh, like a 90s dream girl today the way her hair was done she did she did um, she was like a couple butterfly clips away from being a straight up yeah 90s um, movie pink fuzzy border girl yeah um let's see here wait hold on did we oh wait oh here we go there are some there are some happy birthday stuff that i'm gonna have to read um <clears throat> Uh, Sefa says, happy birthday, Alex. Hope your hat doesn't weigh too heavy on your head. Please consider your neck health. And uh, and, <laughs> and thanks for SGS. It is a show to watch. It is a show to watch. It's definitely that. Michael Sean gets Dammit told says, that a lot. <laughs> uh, uh, Michael Michael Dammit says, happy birthday, Alex. You're slightly above mama ma 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 mid <laughs> um, Alpha Bill says, Alex, I love how you can just wear anything. Oh, that's the best. Now, see, backhanded compliments are different. That is so good. <laughs> that is great. Um, uh, Ricardo, the Firefly, says, Alex, your beard is hairy. It's true. I do need to trim it. Um, uh, and Orion Ben, Alex, at least you tried. It's just true. I At least I did. Isn't that a Simpsons um, thing? I knew a Simpsons thing. It's a Be Simpsons proud. thing. It's good. Yeah. And a cake, uh, right? He's like, yeah. at least you tried. Mm-hmm. Uh, MD Cyclo says, uh, Alex, you are not great at your job. Um, uh, Louisville says, uh, <laughs> that, that, that is a pun. Um, so I'm going to move that to the, to the pun section. <laughs> um, uh, Jonathan Hedman says, above average Alex Pulowski. See, that's, yeah. That's, yeah, I mean, I don't know. The, the above thing is making me a little queasy. Average Alex is a great way to do it. Just right down the straight up the middle. Um, and uh, Mr. Bandana Head said, Alex, sour grape, sour graps is cromulent. It's a perfectly cromulent show. So thank you. I appreciate that. Um, <sighs> now, um, uh, uh, 
I believe this is from uh, from Luis, who is trying to get me to do a, a a rendition of whatever the hell was going on between Vic and Booker at the end of this match, <laughs> Baron Corbin and Josh Briggs, and Corbin going for the bring on the leather strap to get the whooping end of days. <laughs> it's just I don't know that the leather strap to get the whooping is in another match tonight. It's a... Did you mess? Did you mess up your note cards, Booker T? What are you doing? He didn't know people's names on commentary, and yeah. not only did he not know people's names on commentary, he didn't even give them fun nicknames like we do. No, it's true. Yeah. Um. Uh. He could call Joe Coffee Joe Gacy. Yeah. <laughs> he did. Or Joe Pearl. He did. It's true. No, he, he's he's not very good at this. No, he's uh, there is a very there's a very long Becky and Tiffy video. They have a, a very big match on the pay-per-view and neither of them appeared live. I never like when they do that, but they do it constantly. Like it's a consistent thing they do. They'll pick one match at the at the takeover slash PLE and they'll just have neither competitor appear live on the on the go home. It's a thing they do every time there's one of these. I never like it, but I just I guess I got used to it. Um, on yeah, a, on I gotta a, get on it. On a show where there was so little women involvement, I think yes. having Becky or Tiffy appear appear live would have been a a good thing. I think but. Tiffany for sure because she's probably not going to win. Yeah, well, she's definitely so, not winning, but yeah. No. Um. But yeah. Um, the video was good though. Video was really like, good. Video. I was do really like good. Uh, Tiffany being like, "I've had to deal with you for like a month, and I already hate you." <laughs> it's so good. It's good. That's good stuff. Um, makes me wish she was winning her title back, but um, sure yeah, does. The... Anyway, um, okay, so this is one of those deals that that they they do more and more now, especially with Tony D, and I wonder. If because he is so good at these, they are more likely to do this with him than other people. But it is, um, this is the seat at the table thing where they're going to have the, the champs, Tony D and Stacks, at an Italian restaurant, Uncle Cesare in the kitchen, uh, making up the big ziti. Um, and, uh, and so, the formerly known as Los Lotharios um, show up. Um, you know, they just they just feel like they should be gifted the, the title match, uh, but they're not really interested in eating. Then the Creeds show up, and all they're interested in is eating, especially uh, uh, Brutus. He's uh, he's a big dude. He's a big dude. So he likes he likes to eat. Um, but he he and Tony get along immediately because he uh, Brutus loves Italian food. Of course. But um um. But I, but Tony is, I, I just, I don't know. I, it's not just that it's Tony doing it, although that helps. I love when a champion recognizes he's a champion and holds some cards. Yes. And doesn't have to be like paranoid about everything all the time. And also like, if you would like to fight, we will fight you because we will beat you because we are the champs as opposed to no, you don't get a match against me. That's, that's like, like. Occasionally that works. It works for somebody like I don't know Noam Dar, who's really really good at being like the like no you may not have my precious, 
and even putting it on the line in a match is not allowed by me. He's really good at that. But so often, most of the champions are like that. And I love when a champion is just just calmly confident. And I just exuded so much of that in all these little vignettes. I like that a lot, man. He's great. And I think it also works with the fact that they're like this mob bossy character that you would do something that's like a little bit more consistently cinematic. Um, I I love the production value is really good. Like that's gone yeah. up and NXT for sure. Whoever they're using for the main roster stuff, they just seem to be putting more of an effort here. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's good. I do want to see them in action more. Like that would be nice to see them defending more instead of talking this much. Um, to kind of back that up. But the seat of the table thing is fun. Like, this is a a good use of this. I just, like, keep going back to, like, okay, but what's this division doing? Because, like, why are the creeds here kind of thing? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So there's another team that has to show up. So that, that team is called Out the Mud. Um... I feel like uh, that I just, it feels very weird when Vic Joseph says, ah, and the winner of this match, out the mud. Like he wants to put an of in there so bad. And honestly, so do I. I'm sorry. Like I, I understand the vernacular culturally and that, but I don't, I don't, I don't belong to that culture. And so I feel like if I remove the thing that I feel like I'm trying to like somehow comment on it and I'm not at all. Yeah. It's it's uncomfortable. It's just a weird phrase out the mud. It's just also like, I'm sorry, like Reggie is scripts and Reggie, like this is too stark of a transition for a guy that was a connoisseur and a masked voice modulator guy. When he started shit talking the camera after they beat Hank and Tank, there was a match. They beat Hank and Tank. It listen. He's not even bad at it. It's just not the same guy that I've been seeing for the past. Lucian and Bronco, their deal is they were once uh, highly tatted recruits coming out of high school in the Miami area, I believe. And they each went to different colleges where they played football at a fairly high level. I don't know how good they were, but you can tell by the way they move their natural athletes. And honestly, that's a big deal. That's a, that's a leg up on a lot of people that they don't have to be taught this. They just know how their body moves and they, they have good timing in that way. Good for them. Um, But this is their, at maximum third match and they've qualified for a tag title match and against uh, uh, against Stax and and Tony who've done a lot of stuff together uh but they're the stars of the division and former champs the creeds who you know how good those guys are and then Los Lotharios who had a bad track record of win loss records on the main roster but it's Angel Garza and Roberto Carrillo who are amazing yeah so it feels a little early to be throwing out the mud, which I have to do air, air quotes if I say the name, um, in there with that and expect greatness. At least it feels a little early to me. But anyway, they beat Hank and Tank uh, with an assisted uh, Alabama slam thing. 
looked decent. Um, and then after that, Scripps started shit-talking the camera about a lot of stuff. And I just looked at him and I was like, weren't you a sommelier like seven weeks ago? Like it, it's the, 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 it's just been such a rapid change in all of the things. All three times. Yeah. And it's, it's been just, a weird one. It just felt, yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's, no, it's going to, it's going to take some time to settle in because they went from sommelier to um, Cirque du Soleil guy to masked voice modulation guy to unmasked not anything like this to now this like yeah. very 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 quickly so it it just feels very odd i'm mean, honestly like i don't know speaking from outside but just from watching it it feels as jarring as when apollo cruz decided he was nigerian I'm, one day i'm i'm yeah like he 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 said in a promo this is how I actually talk. This is my real voice. I've been hiding my real self to blend in with the rest of you. But I'm done doing that. And it feels like that's what they think Scripps has been doing. But I just don't buy it from Scripps. I don't I didn't buy it from Apollo Crews, frankly. But I definitely don't buy it from Scripps. So it's just, it's just, it's weird. It probably doesn't help that we also reiterated that Scripps is a mop with the voice of Jesse Ventura on the show several, several, several months. Yeah. For, like, for so a long time. That's, when I think of Scripps, I don't even think of the wrestler no. anymore. Like, I think no. of a mop. You but you know what? Ventura. Yeah. I just don't know if Scripps is that versatile. You know what I mean? Yeah, because no. I know versatility. And you know who's got versatility in spades is oh. Matthew Hooks. Wow. He supports this show, which much like this background is a little off center. But Matthew Hooks right down the middle with all of your professional trained voice actor needs. Uh, we don't know anything about voices on the show. Um, no. But I'm sure he's great at it. I would trust him. Uh, we've never had any fun with anything in the voiceover mm -hmm. world, but he's done demos. He's done audiobooks, anime, narration, commercial mm -hmm. projects, audio editing, radio, and television ads. My goodness, for national and internationally recognized brands. Wow. If you perchance need some voiceover work and you were like, you know what? I don't think I need an insane version of Ludwig Kaiser to be the voice of my brand. You can skip over Alex. You, you can go to Matthew that. Hooks. <laughs> and you can find his information at hookedinvoiceovers.com. You can also email him at hookedinvoiceovers at gmail.com or check him out at facebook.com slash hooked in with Matthew Hooks and hooked in voice on Twitter. So there you go. If you're like, I don't need a Giovanni Vinci impression that sounds like an over the top pizza man mm -hmm. or like, um, an aggressive lady from Queens who's maybe 60, maybe 600. I don't know. If you're like, I would like something different, something normal to be representative of my brand and the things that I need. I love the birthday boy, but you're going to want to skip over him. And Matthew Hooks is the guy for you. Head on over to hookedinvoiceovers.com. This is the greatest ad read of all time. Thank you. You're gonna want to skip over me is the is the best <laughs> description of this that I, that, I can, that I can say. It's wonderful. 
Um, hey, yeah. and since we're telling you mm-hmm. all about great things that are yeah. involved in our community, we'll also remind you to go ahead and subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Mm-hmm. So much happening over there, and it's literally only $5 a month. Yeah. And it's even less than that if you subscribe annually on Patreon. Right. It's the first time we've offered it. It's literally so great. Head on yeah. over there. Get all the scoop skis in the game. That's how we actually get paid. Okay. Yeah. On top of your super chats and your humper chats and your support that keep us going. Fightbuzzlack.com is what keeps our little engine moving forward. Yeah. All the scoops, all the bonus podcasts you could possibly want. Sean's Q&A is really great. If you have a question, yeah. he's like, I've got an answer. And if I don't have an answer, I'll ask around for you. So yeah. head on over to Fightbuzzlack.com. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you be so kind? Exactly. Um, <laughs> so Matthew Hook said for his website that may be the new tagline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Skip on over, Alex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on over. Yeah, do that. That's good. <laughs> um. So. Uh. Yeah. Anyway. They um they they show up. OTM is OTW. G O O D says the Tony, Tony D, and, and then uh, Stax doesn't understand how to spell good, um, which was a, a anyway. So when they show when they show up, I mean, listen, they're 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 fighting an uphill battle with me because of the presentation as a whole. But when they sat at the table, they turned the chairs around and sat on them backwards, and I said. Out loud while watching. Oh wow, they're so cool! Look at how they set up the chairs. Like, what? <laughs> I don't it even. Did, I don't. It did feel quite. I'm the cool social studies teacher, guys. <laughs> they sat backwards on the chair, and I was just uh, like, "This is." I don't know why they did that. Um, because they're but uh, yeah. But anyway, so. Tony D does exactly what I said he was going to do, which was you're going to be in a fatal four way with us because we don't want to, to be perceived as playing favorites or picking the guys that we think we can beat them. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, so he invites them all, but now, now um, I saw somebody in the chat, maybe this is where AOP debuts and wrecks everybody at the, at the oh, play, that in the be. middle of the match kind of a thing. Um, Maybe this is where Jen Cargo debuts. I she I mean, alone comes in and just wrecks everybody. I just she hits the jaded on both Bron- Bronco I mean, yeah. and Lucian, <laughs> and then and then Scripps is like, "I'm with her now." Like that that would be that's what they do. Um, uh, no, Brutus's hunger did save the whole segment. Him being addicted to cake <laughs> uh, is great. I want this cake. Um, I want I want this cake. Uh, <laughs> I want this cake. <laughs> it's the best. It's, he's Eddie Kingston's best. Guys. He's the best. He's just. I know this is an NXT review, but it can't be stressed enough that Eddie Kingston's the best. He wants this cake. He wants this cake. Yeah. So Matt Menard was like, "You're not hungry anymore," and he was like, "I want this cake. I want this cake." <laughs> <laughs> that was like that was a year and a half ago. Like, and it's still just the most. It's so good. Um, so anyway, I could have a, a calendar, like a a tearaway day, everyday calendar of Eddie Kingston quotes. Like, oh, it's October third. Redeem these nuts. Like, you could just <laughs> nope. just just 
June 17th. I want this cake. Like it's just, it's just <laughs> yeah. right there. December 15th. Mm-hmm. I am going to put you in the ground and ground smile. Ground and smile. Yep, that's good. <laughs> and then one day it's just like partner. Yeah, yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> My demons know how to swim. October 4th. <laughs> um, so uh, anyway, so yes, it's been decided this good. They, have, they drink with their favorite beverages. They do. Both um, Tony D and Stax have red wine, as well as Los Lotharios or whatever they're called now. Um, Lucian and, and Bronco don't drink anything. Um, and the, the Creeds drink milk. <laughs> that was something I did like. I, I did like that a lot. Um, uh, but anyway. <laughs> Friday the 13th on Eddie Kingston killed her. I hate the air that you breathe. Yeah. Good. Uh, here's the thing. What the mm-hmm. hell are the Creeds doing? Like, if they're not champions, they need to move up. Like, there's there's no middle ground left for them anymore. You well, can't convince is, me that... It's a diff- it, This is a different thing. Like, there's... You could honestly, um, right now... I could give you maybe up to 10 acts in NXT that have done everything they're going to do because I know they're not going to book them to win titles or they already have had a title run. Uh, And then they can go up. You can do up. And then there's there's probably 10 acts corresponding on the main roster that could come down and just use them to build the new class of people who need to be working against people who can lose. And those people are the people who are not doing anything on the main roster right now. So like there's, there's some stuff you can do right there, but no, um, no. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Um, it does. It does feel like Tony D and Stax um, win this because they haven't had the titles for very long. But also, like, if they give Tony an actual mafia when he goes to the main roster, that dude's main roster ready right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? He just can't just be up there with just stacks. It just, he needs to have, like, five or six. Five or six it needs stacks. to be, like, how LWO versus them was here, like, in, yeah. in NXT. Like, they got to they yeah. gotta be called up with a bunch of people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh Feeling VP says, I'm 100% sure the only person who hates compliments more than Alex is Eddie Kingston. I don't know. I hate compliments a whole lot. Like, I'm not willing to fight Eddie over it, but, you know. I mean, he's got a gasoline can. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I think my dog um, is being insane, so I'll be right back. Okay, you 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 do that. Read, um, maybe read some more puns or something. I'm going to read some more puns. Kate's dog is being insane, so I'm going to read some puns. Well, there's some good ones, too. Alpha Bill says um, Dakota Cake. Dakota Cake. Um, Lieutenant Photo uh, says, for he's a jolly good mellow, for he's a jolly good mellow, for he's a jolly good mellow. Who simply cannot miss, who simply cannot miss, who simply cannot miss. Anyway, um, Meet Norma says, Eddie Tamiro, redeem these gift cards, partner. Redeem these gift cards, partner. That's good. I like that. Um, uh, Ronald Hollick says, uh, Tony Confetti. 
Um, that's good. Teen Electric Mayhem says Birth Dito, like Bandito, but Birth Dito. That's good. Ah. Um, mm-hmm. um uh, Meet Norma says Blackpool Combat Cake. You could also do Black Cake Combat Club. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So always you can um, And uh, Maria Candelas. Can- oh, Candelas. that's so good. That's really good. Um, uh, Ronald Hollick says Balloon of Vashon. <laughs> that's so good. That might be my favorite so far, even though it's not as it's not as objectively good. But I, I Balloon of Vashon is just really funny it's because really like, good. It's I just I'm I'm seeing like a Macy's Thanksgiving Day size balloon of Luna Vashon, and I then love one it. of those, and then Al Roker trying to like describe what it is. Um, uh, I really Ricardo, want that now. She deserves it. Ricardo Firefly says Jake the Cake Roberts. I mean that's perfect. Oh, that's beautiful. Um. Lieutenant Photo says private party favors. <laughs> uh, Alpha Bill says gift garrison. Ooh, who the F is gift garrison? <laughs> yeah. Um, Louisville says Jubilee Moriarty. That's funny. Um, Lieutenant Photo says uh, pinata fall or submission. Wow, that's really good. Pinata fall or submission. Um, uh, Mr. Johnny Darling says uh, some birthday puns. Action Funfetti. Tommy Streamers. Tommy Streamers. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> oh, really no, good. that's so good. That's really good. Gift of Shay <laughs> and Ex Candleburr. <laughs> um, Those were great. It's, All it's were really, great. is really Brian said, um, uh, here we go. Uh, happy birthday, Alex, Oscar, Damien Priest, Buddy Matthews, and Sanga. Sanga, too. Wow. Um, hey, I have a question ch- for you. Since you don't yes. believe compliments, do you believe that that's really Brian? It's really like, Brian? It's really Brian? Like, no, are you like, are you really Brian? No, but it is not, it's not a compliment to me. So Okay, that's, I that's just didn't know how much of a just like skeptic right. you were. Because I wonder right. if that's really Brian. Right. Yeah. Um, or maybe he spells Brian differently than he does out of handle. Maybe he's like, it's really Brian, but I actually spell with a Y. So, you know. I don't know. It's a good point. Um, may all of your champagne wishes and caviar dreams come true. <laughs> Aww. Um, <clears throat> Hikaru sheet cake. <laughs> Malachi black forest cake. Red velvet cake. The fallen angel food cake. Christopher Daniels. Uh, fallen angel, the fallen food, angel cake. food cake, Christopher. Yeah, okay. Eli cake, yeah. <laughs> and Louisville says UG pinata. Wow, that's really good. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, all right, there we go. Um, Jennifer Pringle says happy birthdays, Alex. Apologize to apologies to you, Kate, and the rest of the SGS, especially Papa Paul Elizabeth for being tardy. I had to go out of town last minute for business. What did I miss? I mean, How dare you? I mean, listen, honestly, late. this is it's it's beyond the pale. I'm I'm um, marking you tardy. You should, and this is you, you see me after class. Uh, Meet Norma says, Kate, sup, partner. You are sup. a beautiful, intelligent, charismatic, talented human being. Alex, oh. it is your birthday. And uh, that is 
great and exactly what I'm looking for here. Thank you, everybody. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Justin Holcomb says, D celebration, Alex. Um, Ricardo the Firefly says, um, Brutus the birthday beefcake. <laughs> oh, that's really good. Uh, what if you're, what if you're, hey, sweetheart, what kind of cake do you want this year? Beef. <laughs> Is that just a meatloaf? Meatloaf with like mayonnaise frosting? You just put in the candles? Yeah. Uh, Robert Lyle says, placenta el cerro miedo. <laughs> Not that kind of birthday, Robert no, Lyle. That's so good. <laughs> no, that's that's great. that's good. Okay, um, that's good. Um, and Jesse Ozog says Eddie King cake. What about Evan Bourne? Yeah. All right, that's a, that's that's good. All right. So um, Blair Davenport was interviewed and says, "Gigi Dolan, I'm coming after you. You wait and see what's going to happen, and then." What happened was they didn't have the match because she attacked her backstage when the screen was black. And I'm wondering if the reason they have the match was because Gigi Dolan isn't cleared. And so they had the screen black to approximate her beating her up. But like the cameraman had the lens cap on. And so we didn't see it. But it was supposed to be a beatdown, which is going to write her off. But that was supposed to be a Blair Devonport and Gigi Dolan match tonight. There were two women's matches advertised. They only did one of them in a two-hour show, which NXT is usually really good about having several women's matches, and they only had the one. They were. were. Normally, I'd complain about it on the internet because that's what I do, but they are normally very good about screen time Mm -hmm. between men and women. Uh, I hope Gigi's okay. It does seem like all Blair Davenport does is cut pretty cold-hearted promos and beat people Mm -hmm. up backstage. Like I would like to see her... Uh, evolve past that a little bit. I mean, um, if listen, if Becky is going to hold this thing for six months, yeah, I want her to. But people seem to want her to. One of the things she has to do is have a protracted long feud with several matches with Brian Davenport. I would even, depending on what happens with Tiffy time, I wouldn't like hate the idea of her dropping to Blair. I wouldn't hate it either. Like if if Tiffany got called up in that time and Roxanne got called up in that time, like I Roxanne's I would, not beating Be- Becky Lynch for the title. That's just not. Kind of can't. Happen. Like that yep. doesn't work from no, a face on face perspective. Um, yep. But Blair Davenport beating Becky would be great. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she's great. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, this one wasn't a super chat, but there's a couple that we have to acknowledge just because they're. Their lifers here in the SGS. Um, mm-hmm. The Meta 44 is just very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very uh, good. Happy birthday to Linder as well. Mm. Yeah. We did a sandwich yesterday, but this one from from Miss Allie. Happy birthday, Allie. No. So pride and joy. Thank you so much for the love and laughter. Listen, Allie, get the memo. We're doing non compliments to me. That one was fine. She was that one's for Ricky Rainbow. That one was for Ricky Rainbow. Ricky Rainbow loves compliments. But we don't know if it's his birthday because we don't know if he was even ever. We don't born. know. We don't. We don't know. So he's a mystery. Um, yeah. So uh, strap match. Um, 
this is what this is I'm, I I don't know. I I'm, I'm a person who does this. I'm a person who looks at rare-ish stipulation matches and immediately compares the one I'm watching to the one no, I've seen one. most recently. Guess what? You're not beating the one I've seen most recently. Um uh the the Danielson and Ricky Stark strap match like changed the stipulation. Like it is like that is the thing now all strap matches will be measured against for me going forward. This one simply could not measure up as much as Dijak tried to do it by um uh, traumatizing forever Eddie Thorpe's niece. Mm-hmm. Um the F them kids, I totally get it. Uh but also maybe get to get a memo to your sister not to bring her kid front row because then you have people like Joe Vic Joseph saying things like that is his six-year-old niece she did not come here to see this is she in the wrong building well, did she think this was a matinee of the Barbie movie it is a strap match like this is the thing that happens at such things well I, I think that's what commentary is supposed to do though is like make you buy into the idea, right? Um, I wonder how many of those at the end of Brian Danielson's career he's going to have. Not strap matches. Like uh, I said, the precedent for. Yes, that's true. Because I think we're going to see the best technical wrestling match of all yeah, time, at yeah. least this generation, in a couple weeks. Yeah. And I think we saw one of the best strap matches of all time. And mm-hmm. I think he's definitely made a case for one hour Broadway's. Cause I'll tell you what, I don't mm-hmm. like sitting through one hour matches. I've mm-hmm. sat through two of Brian Danielson's and they're an absolute breeze. It feels like 20 minutes went by. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just sincerely very curious about that. I thought this was really good. I don't have your illness where I have to compare it. Uh, it does feel weird to have a strap match not on a pay-per-view, just like in general. Like it feels well, out the of place. It wasn't is because it didn't end anything. And that to me is the greatest cardinal sin of this well, entire yes. deal. Um, a strap match ending with one dude doing a single elbow drop to another dude. If that dude is not macho man, Randy Savage feels like it's a less than. I'm sorry, like the strap match should end with like hor- a horrible destruction of the person who loses or they're choked to death by, by the strap itself. Like there, there's a lot of ways you can end a strap match, but one dude doing one elbow drop to another dude shouldn't ever end a strap match. Like it just shouldn't. And, and the thing of it is, is that, that the reason I have that belief about strap matches is that strap matches end feuds almost exclusively when you have a strap match that is that is the last time these guys fight and then so uh, dijak lost by getting pinned off of one elbow drop and then afterwards he continued the feud by attacking eddie thorpe and hitting him with with not only not only with the strap but also with his belt. Oh, unconscionable. He used a different strap, a shorter one that's got a buckle on the end of it. And he just kept on hitting him. So this is going to continue on beyond this. This is a thing that they that they did a while ago where they would do stuff where like, there's a major, huge stipulation match is the second match in a three-match feud. And the third match is a regular pinfall or submission in the middle of the ring. Or during the match. That part's stupid. So Ricky and Danielson, though, had a strap match and their feud continued. 
But then right. it continued into a Texas death Texas deathmatch. It's got to be built upon. Right. And maybe they're going to build on this. But I just, I'm waiting to see that happen before I. I think he should have a regular match with a tree. Hmm. That's the foreshadowing. Hmm. Yeah, and a strap match shouldn't be on a non-pay-per-view. And a strap match should, in most cases, be a blow-off. Most stipulations should be a blow-off. Yeah. But to your point, like the strap not coming into play in the finish kind of felt like when they have steel cage matches and it just feels like you're watching it through lattice work because they're not using right. the cage. Like yeah. it's just not, um, it didn't like get into the gear that this could have gotten into if it mm -hmm. was supposed to end the feud. Um, yeah. I don't think either of them did anything wrong. I actually think they have great in ring chemistry. I like them both quite a bit. And I think um, they feel comfortable laying in on each other, which is refreshing to see. But uh, it's just, yeah, strap matches should be blow-offs and not, and also not, this wasn't a main event either. This was just like in the middle of the show when I was like, all right, like that's just weird to have a something that's supposed to feel that violent and important uh, not be. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Ryan Ben says, um, um, Lil Thorpe. And also Lil Gable. They're going to go all kill Bill on WWE Creative when they grow up. Um, and that's true. Um, so uh, they... Yeah, this is the second sad little girl we've had. Yes, I know. Like they, <laughs> like the they, they, they will find girl. each other and, and they'll train each other to be deadly assassins. And they're gonna Bruce Pritchard is gonna be just gonna turn on the light <laughs> in his bedroom one one night in 15 like years. Gonna be in yellow and two 21-year-old women will be in there and they'll just dice him up with knives. It's gonna be great. Um so they uh they have been they have announced Blair Davenport will take on Kalani Jordan at No Mercy. Kalani Jordan was mentored by a woman who was released who and had less had, had less less wins than Kalani Jordan did. Um I, I was I watched all the stuff that they did with Kalani Jordan. Never once did I say this girl's gotta get on a pay-per-view and now. I mean she seems to have a bright future ahead of her, but that future feels like six to twelve months from now. No offense to Kalani Jordan. It just doesn't feel like I'm watching this thing going like we got to do this. So so hear me out. Blair Davenport beats Kalani Jordan, brutalizes her inside of two or three minutes. This is light work. I want someone else. Send anyone you've got. Jade Cargill. Oh. I mean, I don't know. People are saying Gigi might like interfere and help. I'm Kalani. wondering if it's a, a holding spot for Gigi. That's why I'm wondering if it's like, if it's one of those, like I'm banged up and I might be good to go, but might not things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I think, man, I think they're going straight to the main roster with Jade Cargill. They announced her today. I do too. Um, I I do too. But I I don't know, man. It's just a weird thing that like uh, of her debuting earlier in the show, beating Blair Davenport, like making it look good, but beating Blair Davenport. Then Becky beats Tiffany Stratton, and then in the main event. And then out comes Jade Cargill to stare down Becky, who's holding the thing up. 
And yeah. Because if, if you're going to have her come after Becky and take the belt off of Becky, if that is the thing they were going to do, I'm not saying I think that's what they're going to do, but if that was the way you were going to do her, you, you have her come out and, and, and get a big cheer for beating up the bad girl who just beat up somebody and kept brutalizing her after the match or whatever. It's a big cheer, big response, and then you have her come out and you set up that thing. I'm coming after your title. If they were going to do that, if that's the thing they were going to do, that's a way they could do it that would satisfy me, I suppose. Yeah. It would, but it would make me even more mad about what they're doing to Tiffany. Because <laughs> it was like, if you're going to have Becky drop in the same time frame anyway, just have it drop back to her. But Yeah, but if you're, if, if, if Saturday is the last match in NXT for Tiffany Stratton, Oh, sure. Yeah. If that's you know what I mean? It might be my last one. Oh, I'm going to be so sad. My one impression is going to move up to the main roster. No, she'll, she'll always be here. She'll she always, always be around. Be she'll, her spirit will always be here. Um, so here we go. Okay. Thea Hale. Showing off her new outfit to her dad. Andre Chase. I say her dad, Andre Chase, and her older brother, Duke Hudson, because that is absolutely the relationship portrayed in this backstage. Like, um, uh, he's he has to, oh, and Duke's like, no, don't, don't say it, because you know she's just trying to rebel, and if you have an, a bad reaction to it, it's going to prove her right about you. So just don't say anything. And he's like, well, I think your outfit looks great. Oh, really? Is that what you really think? Dad? Fine. Great. Wait till you see my gear. It's basically leather lingerie. Bye. Um, what is any of this? What is happening with womanhood has arrived? Mm-hmm. She doesn't go Is to chase a... you anymore. She goes to the University of Womanhood. It sounds like in fifth grade when they would like teach you about the female body. Like the mm. boys would be in one class and you would be in your class. Your, <laughs> your parents had to sign waivers that it was okay to talk about sex. The University your family of life book or yes. whatever. The this University is of Womanhood. so yep. uncomfortable mm -hmm. what they've done yeah. with her. It's yeah. so uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, like, give a female heel a character trait other than wearing black leather. Honest to God. I know. This is so weird. And it also feels so not her. And I know that's, like, half supposed to be the point. But, like, this is just not. This is just bad. This is just bad. And it does. it's not doing JC any favors either. Like, this is no. so bizarre. Um, it um, the, it the, was very the... uncomfortable to listen to. The University men. of Womanhood that she's transferred to the University of Womanhood is yes, that's a thing they said. I don't know if that's a direct quote, but definitely a thing. Womanhood was used way way too often. University of Womanhood was a thing right. that was said. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And womanhood has arrived. Yeah. Makes it sound like she got her period yesterday. This is so weird and uncomfortable. Yeah, she's yeah, not man. Keen, man. 20 well, now. 20 now, yeah. The terrible 20s, ha ha ha. Uh -huh. This is so bizarre. Like, this is just like, because it's not even like objectification as much as it is just really weird right. and uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, this is yeah. odd. 
But the the idea that she's doing it to like get back at Andre Chase for throwing in the towel during her submission match months ago that this is how long they've taken to tell the story. Um, remember when she was being um, uh, laughed at by by the guys in the club, which is actually the kitchenette in the backstage area. Like they don't even pretend they had a, a they had a backstage segment tonight that took place in the exact same spot, but they weren't hiding this time that it was just the kitchenette. It's weird. It's so weird. Um, but yeah, she beats she beats Danny Palmer. She was um, like built to have a title shot and then they did this with her this was this was how they got out of that this was how they were like we got to keep we got to capitalize on her being able to do a kimura they've never actually gone back to the fact that like she was being trained by drew gulak and charlie dempsey and damon camp they never like a real wrestler like why didn't they go if you want to have her rebel why didn't you go from you're a joke university i'm a real wrestler Yes, that is the story you tell. If you want to yeah. tell a story of, of of her coming into her own and not being the Chase U girl, then have her like become a little tecker is a That'd really awesome. cool way. That's a really cool way of doing it. I'm like but, a serious young woman now yeah. in this like, like badass. I like have her decide I'm going to become like a serious MMA fighter. And I'm going to learn from Dr- Drew once. Gulak how to do everything. Daphne keeps trying to eat things. Hold on. No. Um, so Joel Pearl pointed out that her new music is basic. Is it the exact music from Jody Threat from Impact? Is it the exact music? Did they just like pick it out from like a, a, a pile of, of music? Did they put the day hit shuffle on their iPod? And the thing that came up was Jody Threat. Hello, it's me. I can't do the scrub's voice. But no, I'm pretty sure Thea's Hale, Thea Hale's theme said Thea Hale in it. Or like Thea. Okay, good. But it's but basically Jody Threat's Very similar. It's extremely it's similar. similar. Yeah. Def- All right, one second. Um. Cora Jade, JC Jane, Tatum Paxley, Dana Brooke before her release, and now Thea. How much leather do you need, HBK? I I do believe HBK has a thing for women in black leather, which is not like I'm not here to kink shame. Sean, Sean, I'm not here to kink shame. But I am here to wear a funny hat while saying things like I'm not here to kink shame. So there you go. Um, anyway. Is it because I'm vegan now that they've gone like overkill be. with the leather? It, it, it could screwed. be. It could be. Um, Poor so, cows. um, backstage trick went and talked to HBK and then he went and talked to Tyler Bate and Axiom and said, I am, I'm going to, I'm added to your match. I wanted to let you guys know. And I said, okay, cool. And then he goes and talks to Carmelo, who is tweeting, responding to tweets, texting somebody. Yeah. He's doing something on his phone and he can't look at his friend who's trying to tell him, I got a, I got a, I got a, a shot to become the number one contender for the North American Championship. And, and uh, Melo was like, yeah, whatever. 
And and Trick's like, okay, yeah, yeah, I see how it is. Okay, fine. And they leave. Now, um, they have the match. And after the match, they make up on when Carmelo is walking past Trick to go to the ring. But they are planting seeds of dissension specifically about Trick needs to make Mello believe Trick is a real wrestler and not his former hype guy. That is the that is the story they are telling consistently. They keep coming back to it of Trick being like, I'm not, listen, I can't be your number two guy anymore. I got to go out on my own. And Mello will be like, I, listen, I'll give you my blessing. Good for you. And Trick, it, Trick, that to me, that's an easy, like, two steps between after that to the reason you let me go is because you think I'm not a threat to you. And I'm going to prove to you that I am a threat to you, right? But the only reason he has to do that is if he loses the North American Championship match to Dominic. And also if Melo beats Dragunov. So one little scene to me, because that's where my brain, my horrible cursed brain works, goes, well, because of this scene, now I know everything that happens at No Mercy. And I also know that they're going to do, uh, uh, um, um, immediately after that, a program with Trick versus Mello for the NXT championship. And I don't love that that, that is, A, how my brain works, and, and B, that that is what they are doing to make me think that. It's my, it's my fault. No, the only thing that's off about that is that what you laid out to get there was good creative, and they don't generally do that. But I do feel that's like... True. Those things were inevitabilities anyway. Like, I, I was pretty sure Dominic was going to retain because I don't think Trick was supposed to be the plan. Right. And I, I look, we'll talk about it later. Ilya Dragunov is absolutely the best. He's, he's <laughs> um, the best. He's, he's the, the best, best. But I don't he's think the, the world title is where he's going. No, he's the best. Um, but I, I also don't think there's a chance in hell he's going to beat Carmelo. No. I actually kind of wish he would and i love carmelo but i actually think it would be very interesting if carmelo lost and turned heel on trick um yeah and like it turns out maybe he is vulnerable when trick isn't there and like all this stuff like i, th- I think it's a way more interesting story if you maybe. do that yeah. and selfishly i just want Ilya Dragunov to be champion because i think he's the most underrated wrestler he's, in the whole he's, world he's great <laughs> and he's great and he's not winning um uh, I actually feel like they, they could have had a really good op- opportunity to tell the story of uh, Dragunov wins the first one and um, and then Carmelo gets it back from Dragunov here. Yeah, that's true. You know, they like a, cool they, could, they could do that thing. Um, uh, but um, they have the, the this is the other thing is that they it feels like they started taking tricks seriously as like Oh, hey, we actually have some real real plans for this kid laid out. Like we have some ideas we want to do with him. Uh, he's improved a lot. We really respect that, and we want to we want to award that with some really cool stuff. It feels like that started eight and a half minutes ago. Um, and so they're really trying to like ramp up how their the presentation of him and and make him really serious, which is why he squashes Joe Gacy, and when they're giving him a one on one shot. Versus Dominic for the NXT title, which versus versus what they think is the future of WWE, 
Dominic Mysterio. Um, they've said in fucking interviews that that's what they want to do. So here's how I would argue is not the way to book him to become the number one contender. When you are agenting the match, here's what I would say. Have him win the match. Have him do a move to another wrestler and then from doing that move, pin that wrestler. Here's what I wouldn't do. I wouldn't have him get headbutted and fall over unconscious on top of a wrestler that he did no moves to and oopsie daisy his way into becoming number one contender. That is not how I would book it, but guess how they booked it. Like that. Yeah, that's how they did it. <laughs> the thing I think that they're struggling with right now is they don't know what they want Dominic Mysterio to be. Um, like, they can't decide if we're supposed to take him seriously without the rest of Judgment Day there anymore yeah. because he does have a title. And, like, he hung in there with Dragon Lee yesterday, but he got squashed in two minutes by Cody before that. Like, yeah. they don't know if he's a joke anymore. They don't. And look, I didn't like the plot from the beginning, but at least they knew the plot. Yep. I feel like they've yep. lost the plot. Yep. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the, the thing about the, I mean, the match was excellent. And I thought trick actually really held his own with a lot of the stuff they were doing with the, with the much faster guys, but Jeff Hawkins, who is, has a very conspiratorial brain, former fightful, fightful original, uh, now long longer with, with us, but still has a really interesting mind about things. It's like, is this the thing of like Vince doesn't think Dom should lose to a little guy, so he's he's throwing throwing trick in there because it's just you know this kind of a thing. Or that'll be Vince, but whoever is because they had this non-stop string of NXT North American Championship contenders who were all five foot nine and two hundred pounds. And they were like, no, no, get the big dude in here, the six foot three, two thirty guy. Put that guy in there, you know. Um, uh, I don't know. There's some there's some weird stuff in this, but the match was good until the finish, which was ass. Yeah, the the finish was terrible, but the match was pretty good. Um, I I have like a little bit of grace around some of the things with all this because it just feels like this got moved around from cuts like this. Mm -hmm. Was Folly was supposed to have a match. Dana Brooke, I'm sure, was supposed to be involved with Kalani Jordan. Like, so I have a little bit of wiggle room. But yeah, the ending to this was stupid. And the thing is, like, I don't think they thought Dominic was gonna have like a title reign. But you can't look. We don't like it. But they push it, and other people do. You have to have a what's next for that guy thing. If he's going to drop the title. And I don't right. think they know what that is yet. Probably no, until don't. Santos Escobar and Ray have their match. They don't know what the hell's going on with any of this. Um, I'm convinced they, they just to say, to say, uh, Damien Priest, money in the bank. Who says no? Nobody? Cool. We're just going to do that then. The answer and should have been everyone because of LA Knight. Nobody has any clue what that cash in is going to look like right now. Um, I, I, 
I, I, unless they're doing the dumb thing where Seth beats Shinsuke on fast lane and can barely stand. And, and then Shinsuke is wrecked, but we make Damian priest, which I'm, I feel like you can do figure out a way to make both guys look good coming out of fast lane as opposed to one, but that's whatever. Um, Backstage, Dominic is yelling about how he's not. I don't. I run NXT. Me, I do. Shawn Michaels. Um, no, you don't. You weren't here three months you, ago. You don't run NXT. Like you and you can. You and the Judgment Day say that you run Raw. Do you run both shows? Whatever. Anyway, he. Um, he says I run NXT and Shawn Michaels can't do anything about it. So then Dragon uh, and I, I'm gonna beat Trick Williams just like I beat and embarrassed Dragon Lee last night. And then Dragon Lee runs from out of nowhere and 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 knocks him over and says some things to him in Spanish. Uh that even if I could translate them, I shouldn't be able to say on the air. Anyway, <laughs> um uh and I was like, oh, okay, so that that also confirms to me that Trick Williams is losing to 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 Dominic so that Dragon Lee gets another shot. Maybe they still want to put the title on Dragon Lee. They just didn't want to do it on Raw in front of the biggest possible audience he would ever have to do that, to have that moment. Okay, fine. Well, But I guess here's how that... they're going to overly complicate things, Kate. Dragon Lee is the special guest referee for the North American championship match. Alex, did Sean did Sean break both of his legs? Because how many crutches does this guy need? All of them. Honest to God, how many special guest referee matches have we had in the past three months? Four? Yeah. Too many. I hate special guest referees. But HBK's so been a special guest referee, I think, more than any other Anybody, superstar in history. Maybe Jeff Jarrett. Maybe. Like, but when when Sean was an active competitor, he was the special <laughs> guest referee for a lot of matches. Um, and he came back and did it later after he retired, but like he just loves it. So um, so it's here's what's so gonna dumb. happen. Dragon Lee is They're never to... like Eli Manning's the special guest umpire, right. like Dra- Dragon Lee is going to to cost trick because dragon lee wants dominic to himself um he might not do it intentionally like as as a heel move on trick but it's going to wind up being that um do i think he'll do that via a fast count no but it's it's gonna be you I don't know. The fast count. The Chris Chapman song. This is this nailed is, it. This is this is so bad. I, I just so many. Why? There's why? just so, so many things that you could do instead. Like so many have things you could Dragon do instead. Lee just beat mm. him. You um, could beat him in anyway, a triple threat with Trick, and Trick could go mad about it. Like there's so many things you could do. I just don't. I don't see like the. It doesn't feel like Dragon Lee would be like. I hate you so much for embarrassing me in our title match. I'm going to make it so somebody else beats you for that title. It does feel like it is personal with Dragon Lee, 
So he is going to make sure Dominic retains so he can take the title off. And the idea that Shawn Michaels thinks that he's punishing Dominic for saying that he runs Dom NXT by putting in a guy who's going to make it so Dominic retains is such a wonderful thing that they have decided to do. It's just uh, so dumb. Yeah. Um, so hey, uh, they found in the warehouse uh, a, a TV from 1994. They sure did. And, uh, and they, you can't even get those old CRT tube TVs at Goodwill. They won't accept them. No, they're like, them like expensive. They're like vintage. Like they're you have vintage. To go on like you have to go to like a like, marketplace like a, and they're like four hundred bucks. Like an antique shop. Yeah. Um. And so. Or the NXT warehouse. Apparently, somebody is is playing video of Cincinnati Bengals training camp. And WCW Saturday night and sits down in a dark room with an old remote control. And this could not be more Brian Pillman Jr. if it tried. <laughs> Jade Cargill got announced through ESPN yeah, yeah. and a photo shoot of her at the Performance Center. And yeah. look, I at first I was like, man, they really are like making her feel like a big deal and treating her like a, a huge star. But do you, do you see star. what they did? Yeah. They sent her through the most dangerous place in the world. They did. She, she walked, walked through the NXT parking lot it unarmed, seems like not how, to my knowledge. It seems like not how you treat. I would not do that. So, but Brian Pillman um, Jr. instead is watching TV in the dark like a sad, yeah. sad guy. Yeah. Oh well, no, poor Brian. Watching, watch like this is the, this is how we're going to, um, this is how we're going to introduce Brian Pillman Jr. by teasing his father. It's just the most predictable thing, and I don't know what to do about it. Yeah. Well, we'll have to tune in next week. We will. Um. Speaking of tuning in later to do other things. Dragonov and Carmelo Hayes are both great Ugh. at this, and I I just can't ever retain anything said at at at, at contract signings. I only retain the which guy went through the table, and neither <laughs> guy went through the table, so I don't even remember what that was said. I know each guy believes they're going to win, and I know that they laid out all their reasons for why they really want to fight each other, but I don't remember what those reasons are beyond I believe I will be a better champion than you. Uh, well, because I don't know if you know this, but Carmelo doesn't have trick in this corner this time. That's true. I don't really remember what Ilya Dragunov said, but I was mesmerized by every word. I don't know how He's, that happens. Like, I, I don't, don't have a huge takeaway, but I was like, you're the greatest wrestler that ever existed. Yep. Every you're, time this guy is on screen. You you are, there. there, there is something about it, and I... It, I, I am so captivated by you that I cannot retain anything that you are saying. It is absolutely like... a thing. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. So because basically good. it's almost like I know I said like we could have an Eddie Kingston calendar with days, but but like mostly mm -hmm. Eddie Kingston says, I'm gonna kick your ass and here's why. Mm -hmm. Ilya Dragonoff kind of is like, I'm gonna violently mm -hmm. beat you to death and here's why. Like so when it's like that thing where all of the promos are the same but they're also completely unique somehow because it's like right. the and here's why thing is phenomenal and wildly mm -hmm. specific. Right. But Ilya is just great at this. Like I mm -hmm. I think there's a lot 
this they've made this story work like mm-hmm. him not having trick makes him vulnerable and you don't want to be vulnerable to a guy like Ilya Dragunov like that's scary so mm-hmm. um I like this I like it a lot I don't like contract signings but I like Ilya Dragunov so much I do and yeah, god Carmelo is so good man like everything is just so yeah, he's great and when the match they do is gonna, get to trick and, yeah. and Carmelo, like those promos yeah. are going to be amazing because he's just the most easy, yeah, easy no, going to listen great. to guy. Like he's so great at this. So, um, the that wasn't the last thing that happened on the show. No, it was not. Uh, there was a brawl that started backstage between Braun Breaker and Baron Corbin, um, and. Uh, there was there was a lot of brawls between those two men tonight, um, and uh, and they fought outside and ruined a rent a car. That's too bad. I hope they got the insurance. Um, and then they fought into the building, and then um, Baron Corbin threw a full fire extinguisher. Yeah, he did. Barely missed. Braun Breaker and even more barely missed the camera. <laughs> um, and Braun speared him through a piece of cardboard that was supposed to represent the wall of uh, of, of HBK's office because it went right into HBK's office. And is it weird to me? Like you you know how th- how thin. That while it looked like when the football players run through a big banner at a football <laughs> game, that's how thin the wall was. Um, Alex, when I there's... lived in New York, my dad put up shelves for me, and when we went mm. to take those shelves down, the wall came down with it. That's what mm. this plaster was, mm. it wow. just pulled right up the wall. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. was, was were, were there two by fours within the wall? Like, I mean, studs? it was like a wall, but yeah, so my dad knows what he's doing. Because, but this, this was not like a wall. Oh, no, this was. This was. um Like when you go to get blood and they put up walls. Like yeah. that's. <laughs> that's what yeah. these were. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that that's the end of that. So Braun Breaker and Baron Corbin beating the dog crap out of each other on Saturday will be a lot of fun. There's going to be a lot of really hard hitting matches. Those will be, those will be good. You know. We're going to review them all on the Fightful Main Channel, Alex. We will. You're going to do it from your hotel room in Seattle. I am going to do it from my hotel you're room in be Seattle. Because guess what I'm Seattle. doing the next day? I know. You're going to watch the Techers. I'm going to live out my wrestle dream. <laughs> that card is so stacked. Uh-huh. It is. I mean, um, it was like, they were like, Danielson, ZS, and I was like, booked. But now yeah. it's like, FTR and Aussie Open is on right. there. Yeah. And Kesa versus Shibata. Yep. What? Yes. Um. So uh, Manny Carvalho said, "I LOL'd so hard when Booker T said Thea Hale went from Hannah Montana to Wrecking Ball Miley Cyrus." That one he knows. He doesn't have a pop culture reference from the past twenty five years, except for Miley Cyrus. Also, she's twenty. And yeah. while that is technically legal, he is 58 years old and old enough to be her grandfather. And it is weird that he's like, hottie biscotti. It's just, just take it. Like, you know, the thing that in retrospect, we hate so much about Jerry Lawler. Try not to do that in 2023. 
just boy as a oh boy yeah just or yeah um uh orion ben 666 says uh hashtag support wrestlers over feds forever um absolutely uh i think jade is a is a megastar and um uh wherever however they debut her she signed a multi-year deal everyone's like she's got to do this first and she's got to do no she's got to do this first she's got to do all of it so you can just do whatever the hell they want her to do you know yeah uh yeah people got real weird about that like you don't have to be abused at a wrestling company to want to go to the other one Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's fine AW could have treated her real well, and she was like, you know what? That place has more money and plays to my strengths yeah. better. Like, that's all. Yeah. Yeah. You ever leave uh, a job because the other opportunity's better? It's mm. just that. Yeah. <laughs> Luis says, what about Miles Bourne? Yeah, what happened to that guy? Uh, yeah, the, weren't, weren't they going to do some kind of a storyline with that? No, not at all. No, three weeks ago helped. I know somebody the techers born. Be, beat the Cowboys and something. No. Yeah. They did. Just but I know. I know who was born today. 44 years ago. And it wasn't Miles. No. Was it J- Buddy Matthews? Oh, this guy. Me. Yeah. It was you and several other wrestlers. <laughs> um, um, Justin Holcomb says, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear me. Happy birthday to you. And metaphor. <laughs> um, okay, here we go. Happy birthday stuff to me. Some more of these because we've got a lot of these. Um, Alpha Bill says, Alex, you are an adequate version of you. Thank you, Bill. Meet Norma says, oh, SGS, you must dare to be sour. Golf clap for your mediocre sour host and feel the sour. It's a birthday. Yes, it is. Thank you so much. Um, I miss Biggie. Meet- uh, me too. Henry the Casey says, Happy birthday, Alex. The Sour Graps model's first half is correct. Everything is terrible, at least on Tuesdays. Keep on existing and being better at your job than Dominic is at his. Well, that is a low bar, but See? I hope to clear it most days. Um, thank you so much, Henry the Casey. Um, Bizarro Big L says, Alex, what is your new spell? And the Bouncing Soul said it right in the song, Kate is great. I normally don't want NX- watch NXT, but I enjoy punnery, so it's a trade-off. Alex, you have good taste in t-shirts and break down like Newman some days. Ribbon the boys. Shout not, out to not, the Bouncing Souls reference. Not, 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 not like it's not, not like you're ribbing the boys, but that you're ribbing the boys. Hey oh yeah, that's a good one. Feeling Dreepy says, Alex, well, I don't always agree with everything you say. I do enjoy your willingness to tell other people why they're wrong. And always stick to your guns about your opinions. You will forever okay. hate Chris okay. Jericho and Darby Allen. They've never done anything right. No, no, that's true. Um, uh, and you're willing to tell everybody when you have changed your mind. Yes, I will. Yes, I will change my mind on things. Not about Darby or Chris Jericho, probably, but about other things. Sure. Sure. Um, Tom Avelli says, you tried and you failed. The lesson is never try. That's right. That's Isn't that a Simpsons thing? Yes, it is. Look at me knowing my Simpsons thing. Yeah, you're very good. Very good. Um, okay, so uh, we have a few here from from the uh, f- from the jukebox. Um, well, this is a different. This is actually not a jukebox. This is um, this is a pun. Uh, the electric mayhem would would actually sing. Would says that Tony Storm would sing. 
Happy birthday to Shoe. Happy birthday to Wait, Shoe. Wait, did we do this yesterday? I don't know, did we? Chin up, tits out. Happy birthday yep. to Shoe. Yep. Yes, that's right. That's good. Okay. Um, uh, so, um, okay. Um, <clears throat> Draws says, could we get Walter singing happy birthday? Yes. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Alex. Happy birthday to you. And metaphor. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, okay. Uh, Electric Mayhem says a couple jukebox requests in honor of Wrestle Dream this weekend for Seattle. Gallus singing Animal by Pearl Jam, and Tiffany Stratton sings No Excuses by Allison Chains. I will nice. I will go first as Gallus. Grunge is my favorite. It's the best. It is the best. Thank it's you. The best. Because I, I, I grew up so with much. it where I lived. I was born in, in the Pacific Northwest, and it was our thing. We loved it. All and right. it was also great, and it killed glam mm -hmm. rock, and it was so, oh, mm -hmm. that was a good time. It was a good time. Here we go. I'd rather be, I'd rather be, I'd rather be with an animal, I'd rather be, I'd rather be with an animal, I'd rather be with an animal, see? I'd rather be with an animal, thank you. No, I am dark. Um, if you want it to be five against one, I'm right here. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, Ramo, I did I did not get the play button today. It's not get the play button today. Well, as soon as I will do a full unboxing the next time we have an episode, um, I will do it. I will do it on this. I will not do it on a different episode. I will do it on Tuesday. on the main on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. uh, will you rank your grunge big four, please? Go. Um, that's that's hard. It is really hard. Um. Okay, not because they're bad, but just because of my own personal preference and how much I listened. Nirvana is fourth. Me too. That's so funny because they're the ones that kind of like got it going. Right. Pearl Jam's number one. Oh, interesting. Cause, okay. Because I listened to ten and verses, and, and sure. animal and like like just ten and ten and verses. I listened to. I I I ended up, yeah, just. If it was possible to wear out a CD, I did with those two. Um, and it's hard. everybody goes splitsies on Soundgarden and Alice in Chains. Everybody is like, it's they're Alice always and, back Alice to back, no matter where they're Alice. Playing. It's Alice in Chains over Soundgarden just because of the versatility of Alice in Chains to me. Like later, Chris Cornell stuff had so much versatility to it, but early, like I'm trying to like extemporaneously, um, when I was listening to grunge all the time, um, 
like Allison Chains just that when when they're when they're like acoustic stuff came out, I was like, wait a minute, wait, hold on. That's Dude, not Jar of Flies is like Jar of Flies like uh, to still to this day, I think Nutshell is a perfect song. I think there's it is a perfect song. It. Is it it's a perfect song? There's nothing, nothing wrong with it. Mikey Ruckus, uh Jar of Flies was like a changed his life music album. We've had that that Twitter interaction before. I can't argue with it. Yeah. Like nutshell to me, like I will, I will, I will put it will come on on a shuffle thing, and I'll just sit there and cry because it's perfect. It is. I can't argue with that. Yeah. Um, if you haven't, ugh, losing Chris Cornell was like losing a family member. It, I can't even. But um, if you haven't heard his last solo album before he passed, holy crap! There's just some. Yeah. Yeah. Some brilliant stuff on there. Yeah. Grunge is the best. The 90, like 91 to 94 was like just the most perfect music era yeah. ever. And then Nickelback yeah. came and ruined it. And so did yeah. pop punk, which is why I hate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> no excuses by Alice in Chains. <laughs> in the styles of Tiffany Stratton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't think of a more like depressing fan <laughs> with Tiffany Stratton. This is funny. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> it's all right. There comes the time. Got no patience to search for peace of mind. Laying low, want to take it slow. No more hiding or disguising truths I've sold. Every day is something. Hits me all so cold. You find me sitting by myself. No excuses, then I know. It's okay. Had a bad day. Hands are bruised from breaking rocks all day. Drained in blue, I bleed for you. You think it's funny? Well, you're not drowning in it too. Every day is something. Hits me also cold. You find me sitting by myself. No excuses. Then I know. Then there's this really awesome guitar solo. Toodles. Yeah. Yep. Um, <clears throat> it's uh, that's very very good. That's just that's an awesome song. Um, I'm gonna I, so, Ronald, I'm gonna buy so much stupid vinyl. I can't do this because my day job. I gotta like be smart. But like, oh, I'm gonna just gonna go see so many grunge things. Um, <clears throat> Ronald Hollick says, "Alice in Chains, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Stoneville Pilots, Nirvana." Now listen, Stoneville Pilots doesn't count. I'm sorry, not it's not in the discussion of this particular thing because the other four are from from Seattle. Seattle grunge is the only pure grunge. I love early Stone Temple Pilot stuff. Love it. Hell yeah. From San Diego. And you cannot be grunge if you grow up in San Diego. No. You can't, you can ape a style, but it's you can't, you have yeah. to have been beaten down by your adolescence where it was raining every single day as you were becoming a person who understood the world, or so you thought. You have to have that seasonal affective disorder <laughs> must be in your blood to be a real grunge artist. See, now this makes sense because I didn't grow up in Seattle, but Binghamton, New York is, yeah. was, has been the most yeah. cloudy city nominated for like many a year. Um, yeah. I agree with that. And I'll say this. I feel like Nirvana is responsible for grunge in a lot of ways. And it's a lot of people's number four, but like, I think everybody goes to Smells Like Teen Spirit and they need to go to Heart Shaped Box and they'll have a different appreciation. Right, no, no, no. There's 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 different 
Like they're they're just I I recognize how important if you were like who's the most important, I'd have probably put them first. But who's the one that I like listening to the most? Pearl Jam, the, the the melodies, the the artistry of of the stuff, and then the harmonies of of uh, Alice and Chains, oh. and just like just I can tell like that the musical genius of of Super Unknown and all that is there with Soundgarden, but I don't enjoy listening to how angry it was at the time. Like it just felt very angry. Um, parts of it did. Well, I'm thinking more of like Bad Motor Finger, but like there was a lot of but anyway. I could talk. We could just do a whole. You don't want to tap into anger. No, at the time I was try- I was finding more of like a like a like a you know brooding. No, I get the, that. The, I feel the, like a lot of terrible. Like, because I was a little young on grunge, I feel like most people put Pearl Jam as their number one. Yeah, I just have an un. Chris Cornell knows my soul, even though we never met. Um, like. Uh, anyway, yeah, Slaves and Bulldozers um, is like one of the greatest musical yeah. performance, like vocal performances of all time, and Outshined is like the best song ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> R says, My first ever super chat, along with being a monthly sub. Thank happy you. birthday, you generic bottle of ranch dressing. <laughs> Appreciate that. That is accurate. Oh, hi, Ian Riccoboni. What's up? Um, so here we go. Tom Lavelli's doing these things now where I have to like um, read literature as Tony D'Angelo. That is a <laughs> weekly thing now. So here we go. This is The Wasteland by T.S. Eliot. This is also his birthday um, as read by Tony D'Angelo. April is the cruelest month. Breeding lilacs out of the deadland. Mixing memory and desire. Stirring dull roots with spring rain. Winter kept us warm, covering earth in forgetful snow, feeding a little life with dried tubers. Summer, summer, summer surprised us, coming over to Starnbergazy. Starnberg, Starnbergazy, Starnbergazeries, Starnbergazeries. I can't, I guess, I can't pronounce that. With a, with a shower of rain, we stopped in the colonnade. We went on in sunlight into the Hofgarten and drank coffee and talked for an hour. Bingar kind of rusin, stam aus lichtuin, ek deutsch. And we were, when we were children, staying at the Archduke's, my cousins, he took me out on a sled, and I was frightened. He said, Marie, Marie, hold on tight. And down we went. In the mountains, there you feel free. I read much of the night, and I go south in winter, like a goose, send honk. <laughs> and Deutsch got me. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Kamehameha says, love this discussion. You guys rule. Sorry, I got you off track a bit. Dude, uh, listen, you never apologize for bringing up grunge to me under any circumstances, unless those circumstances are I do not like grunge. I'll beat you up and take your lunch money. Um, it's funny because I think Black Hole Sun might be my favorite song of that era. A lot of people, song? I feel like, have that. Song? Like, my but like favorite the, but... song is different than my favorite artist from that era. There you go. Um, okay, uh, Ryan Ben uh, wants Ricky Rainbow singing Septecker by Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> and now the test is, can we get the wig on over the hat? Ooh. Did you hear that it's not Sleepless in Seattle, but it's Submissions in Seattle? That's good. I'm very excited. 
Oh, it looks good. Yeah, it looks actually pretty good. Fancy. Mm -hmm. Let's see if it can stay up there. Hold on. It's not. It's kind of perched. All right, here we go. Hello. <gasps> Hi, Mickey. Hello, everyone. I'm here. I'm going to sing this song or Hi, recite Ricky. it. Hello. <clears throat> Do you remember the 21st night of September? Love was changing the minds of pretenders while chasing the clouds away. <laughs> our hearts were ringing in the key that our souls were singing as we danced in the night. Remember how the stars stole the night away. Oh, hey, say that you remember, body, you Dancing in September, body y'all, never was a cloudy day. Badu, 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 da, badu My thoughts are with you, holding hands with your heart to see you. Only blue talk could love remember how we knew love was here to say. Now December, found the love that we shared in September. Uh, only blue talk and love, remember. True love we share today. Hold on, I realized I'm doing this wrong. Body, y'all, say, do you re remember? Body, y'all, <laughs> dancing in September. Body, y'all, never was a cloudy day. Except it's in Seattle, so that's all there are, are cloudy days. Say, do you remember body y'all dancing in September? Body y'all golden dreams were shiny days, but those don't exist in Seattle. Rainy <laughs> days. Thank you, Ricky. Did you go to grunge concerts? Um, were you around then? No, I invented grunge. It was oh, you it, did? Yeah, no, it was me, and I would. I was spending some time in Seattle because they kicked me off a flight. Um, and so I was just trying to figure out what I wanted to get some coffee. And so I went down and I, I've, I met these friends, these the fellas, Ed, Eddie and, and Chris and Kurt and Lane. And they were like, wow, we really hate hair metal. And I was like, yeah, everything sucks. They were like, it does. And then they started writing songs about how much everything sucks. Oh you God. might say, also, I inspired this podcast. I I mean, I think about that every time that you're here. So thank you for being here, you little enigma. Meet Norma says, Alex, it's no longer your birthday, so you're less special today than you were yesterday. Meet Who's forever, Alex? toodles. I don't know. This is funny. What's though. an Alex? Ali C says, wait, I'm losing service <laughs> on the interstate. Why do bad oh, things happen to good people? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's a mystery, just like you. It is. I'm a mystery wrapped in an enigma, wrapped in an egg roll wrapper, wrapped in a tortilla that's been warmed up just the right amount in the microwave so it doesn't get all soggy or like hard when like you put it in yeah, there like so long. Like, it's, yeah. like it cooks itself. Oh, uh, it's not, bad. not you. Are you no, going to be in Seattle not. on Sunday? No. Oh, no, I'm, I thought I'm, could going to, I'm going to be crossing the Rainbow Bridge into another dimension. Whoa. 
Yep. You're I'm not going to go. Be dying, are you? No, no, a different rainbow bridge, not that one, the other one. There's two rainbow bridges. You don't want to get on the wrong one because you no. might wind up in the wrong place. But no, that's that that is as it is in most things. Sure. That's just life, man. Yeah. Life or death if you wind up on the wrong rainbow bridge. That's true. <laughs> anyway, thanks you everyone for thank thank you. For everyone for being here, and we're, we're going to say good night. Good night and toodles. Keep cool, gobble goose. <laughs>